Like Jesus paved the way, I'm just trying to be a clone. Yeah, I serve a king that's forever on the throne. Might see me rolling solo, but I'm never alone. So the places that I've been, I ain't get there on my own. It's been a lot of speculation. Like I gotta give it to me. I am no one special, I just know I got that favor on me. You can look as close as you want and shine a light on my flaws. All you'll observe is a constant move of God. I'm in awe very often. Gotta put a praise on it. There was a coffin with my name on it. God hand stayed on me, broke every chain on me. I'm amazed by his grace, homie. Redeemed if you knew like I knew you would serve him too. And kick off the old garments. Start running towards the mark, the crown that won't tarnish. Too clean. Wipe it down, no shaman. I know you see the fall. She told me to keep the mic still because I've been talking like this. But anyway, hey, uh, 
we got a dynamic show for you guys today. Uh, please listen. Please get involved because, you know, again, it's for you and it's about you. And we have to get started right now. Also, uh, you know, this weekend is the 4th of July weekend. Get it? The 4th uh -huh. of July. July. <laughs> okay. Now, with that, I'm going to turn it over to, hey, Teresa and Francis, I ain't forgot about y'all. See, I used this hand, but see, I'm right-handed. But, okay, Teresa and Francis, what's up? But anyway. I'm going to turn it over to uh, Twyla, and we're going to get this party started. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, I'm a southpaw, so you know what that says about me, okay? Today, we are going to talk about what we were discussing last week. Shirley and I had a, and, and Sean, we had a spirited conversation about HR 40. We were just talking about the dynamic of how the place was set up and what, what a nonsensical situation they had as, uh, uh, encountering at the, at the Rayburn building. Today we have Kevin Moody and Roz Mickens. We have Dr. Amy Jenkins from Movement um, for Black Power. Oh, I apologize, Kevin and Roz represent ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. Dr. Amy Jenkins, Movement for Black Power, and Attorney Talib Saber from the Saber um, Firm. And in absentia, that one and only National President of the Black Lawyers for Justice, Malik Zulu Shabazz. So let's start off with uh, Shirley. All right. Yeah. Tell us about what was HR 40. What was up? We went up there yeah. last week. We're going to have to go now on Juneteenth, right? Okay. And we thought we were going up there. We thought we were going to hear something of some some substance, maybe two sentences, four. But the air went out the room when the one congresswoman said, what would Jesus do? Yeah, mm -hmm. what would Jesus do? Well, I think they, uh, and I think most people now at this point think it was a scam. Uh, I think that um, after being there and listening to the different witnesses and the committee, I mean, it was all set up, and it, it wasn't speaking for people, of black people. So um, I may uh, suggest that we have a hearing, our own hearing. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, we actually can contact our own people. That's right. Folks sit and have it. So I think you all, you can jump in any time you want mm -hmm. to, anytime mm -hmm. you want to agree, you know what I'm saying, you want to say. All right. um, I know that we know for a fact that, well, first of all, there was a group that actually started the petition in 89, and they presented it to mm -hmm. uh, 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 Representative John Conyers, who ended up putting it on the floor in 2007, and every other year since then, mm -hmm. he put it on the floor. With the exception of, from our research, 2017, we didn't find it being no. presented in 2017. No. So the one thing that I noticed that was an issue that I had, an issue that many of us had, is that, so you want to put this reparations study mm -hmm. up, talking about the atrocities that we incurred from slavery, but you had a, a Democrat House, a Democrat Congress, you had a Democrat in the executive branch, you had a moderate judiciary branch, and you still couldn't get this done and now we're talking about doing this under this administration. I find it kind of, you know. But just the yeah. study, right? I think it's. Right. I think it was. Uh, you yeah. know. And and it started with the National Black um, United Fund, 1989. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. The I mean, the whole dynamic of it is a bit just for show, like a dog and pony type of show, because it's a lot of things that could have been passed during the previous administration if they really wanted it. And then you think about the extensiveness as it pertains to just reparations and the damages that happened to our people for 400 years. 
you know, this is something that, though we are presenting it before the U.S. Congress, we're talking about an international component that needs to happen. Because when you're thinking about the issues that have occurred to us as a people, it isn't just domestic, you know? Like, these are, this isn't just civil rights, these are human rights. Because if this was happening in Yemen, it would be an issue that they would bring to the UN United Nations. If it was happening in, say, uh, Bangladesh, then it would be brought to the United Nations. Because these same injustices that are happening are violations of human rights. Mass incarceration, um, we're talking about uh, stop and frisk, we're talking about redlining, gentrification, all these things are the continuum of the enslavement that has happened to us as a people. Not to mention everything that happened on the plantation, the uh, breeding farms, selling our people as chattel, you know what I mean? Um, not being able to access or have any type of possessions of property, and then being treated as though you can kill us, and then you get compensated. Like somehow some of the banks were using us as collateral. You know, mm -hmm. some of the banks that are still in existence, okay. yes. you know, okay. so these are things Absolutely. that are still going on that's plaguing us as a people and we demand our reparations. Absolutely. We demand our reparations. I like that. Wow. Okay. I, I did have something, uh, a little bit of, I agree with you, brother. Um, I, I believe I had to do a little bit of pushback. You're the attorney. I haven't attended law school yet. Um, however, one of the things that I wanted to, um, basically be able to speak on too is if we we're looking at worldwide continuum and going to the UN I'm looking at what are we doing as far as reparations for within the the confines of the continental US and when and for whom because one of the things we cannot do um, is try to sue whiteness we can't do it it's like um, Europeans if they've uh, done things it, then we have to go to England or go to France, Spain, or Portugal, or Italy. We can't be Brazil and say, okay, well, we're just going to sue all white people. Brazil has to go and sue Portugal. We're the United States. We would have to confine ours to the United States. And I'm not saying that would be it because you can go back at another time and say, okay, well, let's look at the atrocities that Brit England committed and France and Spain, things of that nature. So that's my outlook on it. The, so the only thing... Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, oh, oh, nah. So I agree with you. But, mm -hmm. the, but when you think about the 13 colonies as it existed historically, mm -hmm. it was in the United States at that time. Because you had England here, you had France here, you had Spain here. So it was a lot of players that were, um, in, that were impacted during that time that for eventually formed the United States. So what I'm saying is that we shouldn't sell ourselves short just going after solely the United States. And not only that, just thinking about it from slightly outside of my attorney context, right? If we really want reparations, we know what needs to happen. However, um, when we are appealing, any time that we are demanding some type of monetary gain from this institution, we have to appeal to it. We know that uh, Ordinarily, if we're just in our free thinking and free walking sales as a liberated people, we don't need to appeal to anybody to get anything. Uh, Frederick Douglass said, power can seize nothing without demand. So, you know, as a man and woman, we take it. But just in the legal confines of what we're doing, I say that it should be a dual attack, not only with the United States and Congress, but also attaching the international components so you also have players that are backing you as well. Because we can't fight as a so-called minority in this land. We can't fight this battle on our own from the perspective of being outnumbered here. I'm saying that we can link up with the brothers and sisters that are abroad as well to help us in the fight. 
but still having all fronts were based in the belly of the beast. So we attacked the belly of the beast from within, but also appealed to people who are outside as well that can assist us. I agree. I think uh, CARICOM actually is doing um, a similar type thing. Uh, CARICOM is people of Caribbean descent, and a lot of them are our family members or our friends, and um, we're basically pushing with th them also. And one of my proposals, I think we need to link with them and basically be left and right hand and, and force in what we're doing and br bring it as far as reparations onto an international stage. Yeah, first, first I want to address the fact that, um, you know, with the hearing that occurred um, in regards to, you know, there's a lot of critics that would say that, you know, it wasn't, uh, we didn't have the right people put in place to actually speak at that particular uh, conference or hearing. But the reality of it is, is that it opened the doors for the reparations discussion. Black people as a whole, as a whole have been so afraid of talking about reparations. Um, and in order to even begin to attack it, even when you're talking about a legal and illegal perspective, you actually have to be able to speak about it. Um, you know, the last forum they had was in 2007 in the state of Virginia, where Virginia admitted to the egregious acts that happened to descendants of African slaves. Okay, it, 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 this, this issue wasn't just, just didn't come up. It was debated. But the reality of it is, is that a lot of us, especially, you know, white people as a whole, know that reparations is due. They know that. The only issue that we have as a nation is that the black, our own people, have not begun to understand, number one, what reparations is, right, right. number two, how to address it, and number three, how to handle it. So we're so afraid of being able to open up that box and say, hey, you know, I don't know really about reparations. I would like to learn more about what reparations is. We just have to be able to open that front in order to be, to be able to attack it in a legal realm. Second of all, in regards to a legal perspective, that part of what we say when we say, hey, you know what, we can't attack legally white people. Absolutely hell no. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, this is your program, but absolutely hell not. Uh, the answer is we will attack you on a legal front. We're not afraid of attack attacking you once we have the, a knowledge, an international basis, a human rights knowledge, which you talked about and discussed. We have to be able on a legal form a humanitarian form to be able to understand the laws of the land and how we're going to attack the subject. Oh, okay. Oh. I have a go ahead. Um, JD, abstract excellence. Every third Sunday. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, what you're talking about actually is what we're about. So the problem actually exists in the middle. Right, so if you go to what we are now, you know, entertainment, athletics, it comes from inside of our community. That creativity is right in the community. So if you can get to these kids in the community to help them understand what reparations is about, rather than I need to go chase the bag, right? Not, not to say that you don't need to go get yours, yes. but it's to say you have something that's owed to you. you so you're you, me, so you're saying instead of putting a big focus on the older group of people yes. versus start because you, you focusing education on the next next History is very important, mm -hmm. but yes. you can't change the future with history. So you have to work from the present to deal with the future. And, and in order to do that, you have to start from the youth because that's what's going to change the narrative moving forward. Mm -hmm. The narrative is going to change moving forward dealing with 
probably anybody in this room, maybe except him, because he's 21. Well, maybe. wait, wait, wait. Why, but, uh, why are we targeting a specific group? Right. Like you said, you, and I don't think you referred to older people, but you know, us as a whole. And then too, like you guys were saying, uh, why not just this base here, I'm talking international, because it's a humanitarian thing. So now if we, and it, it is something that happens, that has happened, Worldwide and, and and throughout the world, this this atrocity has, you, you, you know what I mean. Now we fight for various types of uh, of uh, humanitarian uh, atrocities. So you know something, but ours has been overlooked. Yes. To what I'm and and so now, if we get them involved and keep pushing that issue, they and see each of them know that you know something. It's something that has to be addressed. I don't think that what he was saying was that. Um, don't ignore, and I, and I wasn't yeah, saying that's, no, that's, no, 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 the information is right between right. here. Exactly. And That's this generation at. has the information. This generation has the upward mobility and the zeal. And it's just like, I'm going to do my thing. Like James Brown said, I'm going to do my thing. You know, <laughs> hit me. And everybody you know, everybody, to, everybody trying to get to the <laughs> same point yes. in a different way. Yes. And it's, in all honesty, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, we're so focused on competing with one another that we don't realize I, our best, biggest strength is to work together to get to where we need to go. I think that there are three categories in which we need to look at. Number one is policy, okay? We need to start putting reparations in, in, in certain categories. There is a policy argument in regards to reparations. There is an education argument which comes with adults, young children, making sure they are aware in the knowledge spectrum, but there's also a legal uh, uh, class in regards to reparations. You know, what we saw at the hearing was about policy. This was about reviewing a study. It was about, it wasn't really even about education because the HR 40 as a whole, the whole HR 40 discussion was never really the forefront. You didn't hear the whole discussion about what HR 40 is, but we heard the pushing of a study to investigate what? Policy. You know what policy. I mean? Policy. You know, not even not even just the law part of it, because we can't even attack that unless we're dealing with legal professionals in a legal realm. And that is Attorney Saber, I think you want to talk about that in regards to that, because there are is a major difference, and I think the uh, our population need to understand that the fight just doesn't happen with reparations on a policy front. It must happen in the education spectrum, which you talked about with the children, but it must happen on a legal realm. Because when we're talking about that, and you were talking about the international piece and the human rights piece, we as a whole need to attack that subject immediately. Now, um, what I heard when I was sitting there, because we were in that, in that room, and what I felt in that room was like this was just the, the three students and the ghoul. And those from Ohio, we know the ghoul, Goulardi. It was just like, first of all, I had issue with who was up there. I had mm-hmm. great issue because there should have been psychologists, psychiatrists, sociologists, attorneys, educators, historians, um, cultural economists. There were, I got a whole list of people who I felt should at least be interested to the table. Yes. So I didn't want to hear some football player from yesteryear 
I didn't want to hear Lethal Weapon number 27. <laughs> yes. I mean, no disrespect to Danny Glover. Yes. But what I'm saying was that I didn't hear the substantive information I needed from him. Tanya Hasi did a good, pretty good job on, on stating the case. Julianne Malvo, the issue I had with her was that when she said, I'm not looking for a check and I'm not looking for a check for anybody right else there. because you're only speaking for yourself when you say that. I'm not looking for a check. I'm looking for a whole lot of out stuff too. So that that was where I disagreed with that part. Um, with Sir Hillary, he had, it was good for him for to come from the Caribbean for support. Um, that other clown, Cook, um, Coleman Hughes, Hughes they just, Cruz, they just Cruz, dug him Hughes. up from somewhere, and and you know, I hope he goes back where he dug up from. <laughs> I do. I was so. And then I was had nice. issue with Cory Booker because this is what Cory Booker did. You're a representative up here. Uh, senator, that's one of the the the, um, the witnesses. You left out after you said what you mm -hmm. had to say. So you were not there to refute anything or to add. And then I had an issue with all those women sitting up on the the dais. They ignored the two women that were sitting there that could have offered opinion or a comment. They kept going back and forth between the same two. Then when that one congresswoman asked said that she was. She's a believer. Jesus believed we all made in his image and all these different things. I'm not arguing with that. And then she says, but I want to ask the pastor, what would Je if he talks about these things happening, what would Jesus do? I, I sat there and I said, well, Jesus, why would you ask him since you already got a, a relationship with him? Why would you ask him? And then I was upset because the preacher said something. I said, why is he asking for Jesus? Yeah. How's he? You know, I mean, I mean, I, this is me. I, and I, and, and I, I am a follower of that same venture, but the bottom line is I took issue with it because now you're wasting my time. That's right. Now you're wasting right. my time. That's right. So did that. I didn't know if anyone else felt the same way. It was like, what am I going to hear what I need to hear? What am I going to hear about the systemic, not the, not the systemic racism, but the, the psychological damage, I, the fact that we're born yeah. in PTSD. Every person born in America that's black, every person, yes, right. we're born with PTSD because the womb that carried us has Continue. to deal with the struggles outside. Right. That womb had to deal with the struggles from the womb that it came out That's of. Right. That's right. And that was not addressed, and I had great That's issue with it. Yes. I'm a former educator, so I know you see this on and on and on. They didn't really go into detail about, they should have had a veteran on the camp. I'm a veteran. Right. We had veterans that came back from the war, and this is what they did to the black veterans. And I'll say this now, let somebody jump in. Black veterans get GI Bill, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You can buy a house where you want to. It's the American dream. No, you couldn't. Right. You couldn't buy a house where you want to. And so a lot of them mm -hmm. didn't get the chance to use a GI Bill. They couldn't even pass it off to their wife or their yes. children. Nice. Education Bill, what they did was they let these GIs go to these two-year schools and get these degrees. And then when they go try to get a job, the company shut down, the school closed up. And then where they wanted them to be hired, said, oh, no, it's a bogus degree. So now they don't have any more education benefits. They can't use their house benefit. And then some of them were even brought back, paraded in the community in their uniforms, and then lynched and then torched. Okay, I got a, I got See, a great question so, for you on that one, too. Sure. Were, were any of the people there looking like any of the people who they're killing in the streets? As far as, as, as um, in terms of you, making like the hearing? Oh, as you mean as far as, as, as the witnesses or yeah. as, um, well, well, time, in well. In terms of speaking in, on behalf of okay, the let me see, Okay, someone. No. Well, I wanted to say um, one of the things is what is the purpose of slavery? And what I've gathered is that it's a systematic distribution of 100% of all the nation, land resources, mineral, businesses, income, rights, privilege, and control of all levels of government into the hands of white society. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're dealing with with these uh, 
white supremacists. And another thing that was not addressed, and someone can correct me, is H.R. 40. Did they actually spell out what that was about? I think Amy just mentioned it. But the, to address the fundamentals, fundamentals of injustice of, of, of H.R. Uh, 40 is cruelty, brutality, inhumanity of slavery in the United States and the 13 American colonies between 1619 and 1865 to establish an admission to study and consider a national apology, which you said, I think she said 2007, they did make, make an apology in Virginia. So none of that, as far as I'm concerned, was addressed at that hearing. It looks like it was uh, more of emotional with the uh, witnesses talking about their personal problems and the wrong people was on the stand. I, I you know, I, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say I agree. And I also I wanted to say real quick, you were saying 1619 to 1865. Based on that, year. Exactly. I got you. Okay. And that's not taken into account Jim Crow, the reconstruction yes, that failed at their hands. That's not taken into account the black laws or the black codes, I'm sorry. And that's not taken into account anything that our um, people had to endure beyond slavery, yeah. chattel slavery. So um, that needs to be included in the rewrite. I suggest a strong rewrite for mm -hmm. H.R. 40 mm -hmm. because H.R. 40, as it's written, doesn't have any clause, it doesn't have any fangs, it's just a study. Mm -hmm. And you mean to tell me that there is, I mean, we study every day. I'm an educator. <laughs> That's a, another thing I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. um, and to speak to and address what you're saying, brother, I think um, in uh, a generation, they're trying to find that trap door through education to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And what I, one of the things I've noticed, even with a lot of the most intelligent younger brothers and sisters that are coming up, they are trying to say, okay, well, I have, I don't get arrested. I'm, I'm a good person. I accept others. I help others. We're human. That's what I'm hearing from even like so, the 28, 29 year educators. I'm human. We're all the same. And I'm like, you're, you're wise, you're educated, you're, you're intelligent, but we're not all the same. Mm -hmm. You have to get that education piece, that historic piece to know the difference. You have to get that political education, to that economic, those graphs and charts, to know that I don't whatever you're making, it could be fifty thousand dollar a year, you're gonna look at your counterpart and see that they're making significantly more than you are. So uh, no matter how in, how straight and narrow you try to be, you're still looked at as, as a lower caste. And that's one of the things that I've been trying to push and pull and trying to get other young people to understand. And I, I don't want to take up too much time, you guys got a lot to cover, but that's what, it wasn't a plug per se for a show, but Abstract Excellence, um, what, what I'm trying to build is basically an alternative to K-12 curriculum. And basically hmm. everything you just said, trying to take the youth from ages four on up and teach them things like credits, uh, credit building and um, finance managing and ethnic studies, things that'll give our children a foundation of who they are and not just what they're learning. Because the education is one part, but the knowledge is a little different. Yeah, because we so, don't so control that curriculum. To, exactly. We don't. So connecting it to trying to build this from that, I, I, this was a vision God gave me. I have no idea exactly how to get there, but it's, it's been coming along. And you saying that, you, you basically speak to everything that I'm trying to do. 
everything, literally, like trying to make sure our children have a foundation like beyond what they're trying to give us for what we know more than February, because that's just the misogyny of the issue, the same way you guys are talking about. Like, it's, well, go ahead. I'm that's sorry. right. Ahead, well, can I just say this okay. real quick? Mm -hmm. But we have now today children raising children, so yeah. what's the problem? Would, I mean, how do you solve the, part of the because problem? Because a lot of, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's part of the problem. Yes, that that's is absolutely part of okay, the problem. Well, well, one of the, okay. oh, okay, I'm, so, I'm going to let her speak because I, I want to say this. I want to say that, you know, getting back to just the, just the hearing, um, the education piece with our children, that definitely needs to happen. But I think this thing with this study period, you know, um, we're done studying. I'm done. Okay? Um, I am done. I'm sick and tired. You know, the white people, why would it, first of all, we don't come to a hearing, all right, or a hearing at this point to do a study. You know, the question is right now, isn't it true that you and wait a minute, you enslaved my ancestors. Isn't that true? You're well aware that you did it. Teach. Isn't that right? Teach. So what I want to know right now is what are we going to do about it? Teach. What is going to be the compensation and what you're going to give our people? We want actual, punitive, what do we want? We want We want all damages in which we can think of on a legal front. We want it all. And that's the only thing that I was disappointed with at HR 40. I don't want to study anymore. The, every person up on that panel knew exactly what reparations is. They know what it's done to our people. White people are not ignorant on reparations. They know that they are the privileged ones in this country, and they know that the field has never been equal because of this unequal privilege that we're having. This is why we are at reparations hearing July 1st at what, 1 o'clock p.m. at the National Press Club. The reason why is because right now, I'll give you the address, but I got to finish this because the reality of it is, is that we're no longer talking about a study. Right, right now, we want to know what you're going to do. We want to outline it. We want to talk to the legal professionals. Yeah. We want to sit down and we want to work with other organizations and groups to get this together. We're tired of it and they know we're tired. Stop playing games in regards to reparations. Stop acting like you don't know what it is and let's get to the bottom line. That's the figures, dollars and cents. Cut like, to So that's at, um, let me just say, that's at uh, 14. I gotta get this out. Because you need to be at 529, 14th Street Northwest. That's the National Press Club. It is important. That's 529, 14th Street Northwest. And the reason why you need to be there is because it's not only the panel that needs to talk, it's you need to talk. There's a town hall. You gotta hear your voice to see how we're gonna do this thing. Just to follow up on the sister, because she got me fired up. You know? But you know, and she's right. No more studying, no more marching. That's all I got to say. That stuff used to work in the past. We're in a different era. They've changed the game. They've changed the strategy. And so do we. Now, our so-called kumayaters, let's do a study. Right. Study what? That's right. Math. Class over. Spelling. Right. Class over. Yes. Exactly. We need action that. But because that, that happened because they really wasn't trying to address reparations at all. Yes. You understand? Yep. This is a game that the system plays. Yep. The government wants you to believe, hey, guess what? Let's go ahead and put our congressional members up there and act like they really care about reparations. They don't give a damn about you. That's they don't right. give a damn about me, nor did you give a damn about my ancestors. Right. So let's stop playing these games with them. And that is what Danny, I expected Danny Glover to say. That's what I expected Tennessee Coast to say. Tennessee, you know better. That was supposed to be a cross-examination as to what are we going to do. You know you did it, how you did it, this is how you did it, and we want this. 
That's it. We're not coming to you guys with no more of this, this study. Let's investigate because that's telling, you know what that's saying? That we want to be educated. We don't need to be educated on reparations and what the injuries that you've done to our ancestors. It's all in what you call, what you call the continuum of of, of post-traumatic stress that has happened from slavery. It's within each and every one of us. All of our families have it. It's a continuum effect and we need to be compensated for this injury. And I agree with you, 120, 550, I can't even dot, 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 line up over the bar. Okay, because here's my other thing, too, is that you want to study about us. When it came time, Obama gave money to the Jews a few years ago. Sure did, yes. He gave money to the indigent ones. He said there were some, there were 65 and older who were living in poverty that were survivors of the Holocaust. But... I have relatives that were born here, raised here, lived here, and died here in poverty. Born in poverty, mm-hmm. lived in poverty. I didn't see anybody sending any money down there to give them a, a, a handle or a comma here. says, a lift. Give everybody a lift. Okay, that's one. <laughs> then when the Japanese, when we bombed Hiroshima and Nakasaki, yep. we bombed, uh, we committed yeah, a terrorist yeah, attack right. on civilian population. And then we turned around with this thing called the Marshall Plan. And then we rebuilt there their communities. The ones that were terrorized here in this country, mm. we paid them. Not only did we pay them, we paid their survivors. See, so it didn't matter whether they were alive or not. Their survivors got paid. Now, Native Americans went into the 1866 treaty because they failed to do what they were supposed to do in 1865. Majority of them were, were slavers. My family was included, caught up in that, okay? Then they did this thing where they took this quantum quantum blood, where they took the black folks off the slave rolls, yes. off, off the dog rolls. Yes. Yes. What made you yeah. determine that you're only going to use one set of rolls? Let me tell you what happened with the Cherokee. Yes. Um, black people teach. that were there, teach. black people that were there, when they were free, they booked. They didn't wait around. The United States said, put them on the rolls, give them $100, yes. give them land. Am I going to stick around with my, my, my slaver and trust that you're going to do what you're supposed to do? No, they left. And since they left, they never got compensated. Some of us are on the road, but some of us are of that mixed blood, not by choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on. Good Get a little couple of dollars every so many months. Yes. Education didn't pay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of the fortunate ones. But that don't make me stop fighting for those Come that on. I know. Good you got a lot of people that say I have Indian blood in them. And they're right because they mixed with us. They enslaved us. They paid $25 for every slave that was returned back to the Union. Yeah, they did. And $20 if they were dead. And it was the Union that said, let's scalp them, bring the Senate mm-hmm. scout back. They didn't do a study when they're talking about paying the, the indigenous people. And then they turned around and paid many millions of dollars more for the reappropriation of some land. Then they turned around and they didn't study for that. Yes. You didn't study to pay the Japanese for the internment. Mm-hmm. You didn't study to do Japanese for the Marshall Plan. The Marshall Plan was like this. When I tell you it was like this, I'm telling you it was like this. World War II was over, it was signed, and we were in the country right there, just like that. Fixing right there. It was those, no study. No study. What were they? What, what, let me cut you off for a hot second, just a second. What were those? Those were acts against humanity. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have to go in front of a world yes. court at all. Nope. Yes. Everybody all. knew it. Even with the Japanese that were in terror here, they had to go in front of a world court at all. There was no study. I'm telling you it was no study because I know. Where I work, there was no study. There was no study when you talk about why did we pay Holocaust survivors. We didn't even start that war or anything to do with it. Right. We paid them. Obama, yes, your president, mm-hmm. Barack Hussein mm-hmm. Obama II, who doesn't have any kind of, of, of real affinity to 
those who look like me or anybody yes. else walk, talk, breathe like us. No, that's just what it is. So, but you got to study us. That was my problem. And see, I also know too from working where I've worked in the past. Studies should take 25, 30 years. Sorry, mm -hmm. sure, that's, that's, that's right. Yes, right. Come on, good exactly. teacher. Good so teacher. We're talking about studies. That's on. already 30 years behind. Yes, man. I'm, 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 I'm expecting 50 more years. I'm almost 60, so yes. yeah, I, you know, hey. Uh, but by the time I get mine, I'm gonna have to pass it off to somebody else because mm -hmm. you see what I mean. But why do we sit there? Then I heard the Democrat, uh, uh, black folks, stop picking these parties and say I'm a Democrat. None of them are your friends. Right. I don't care None about right. you. Right. People right. call me crazy, and that might be that right. might be fitting. Yeah. The last election, the last two elections. When it came time for president, I wrote my name in it myself. I put the vice president as a Green Party, in my, and then I hopped on the plane. Last time I did, I hopped on the plane with Kyrie. That's what I did. That's what I did. I was I fine. Because the problem, the problem I, 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 I mean, I, seriously, because I could not see handing over my vote to somebody that I figured, there's no such thing as lesser than two That's evils. Right. Yes. Good is right. good, good right. evil. So right. stop doing that. Right. Well, listen, I had someone who was telling me, uh, a friend of mine who's within Cobra, I, I love you too, brother, I really do. But I didn't agree with saying, well, people are not need to sustain from voting, abstain from voting, I think we should. If there's no one for me to vote for, I'm not, and see, um, please Black don't power. try to badger me <laughs> in saying that my ancestors died so that I can have the right to vote. They didn't die so I can have the right to vote. They did not die so I have the right to vote. The right to vote was given by an amendment. And in fact, the black men had a right to vote before a black woman had a right to vote. They right. died so that I and all the rest of us could have a choice to make the determination whether we wanted to go and freely be able to exercise our right. They did not die for the right to vote. So you're not making me miss me with that. You're not making me feel good. Yeah, and I feel like to, to piggyback on that point, I think just listening, like I can, the, the problem is kind of right there, but we complicate it. Like you said, well, they have to study us. The reason they have to study us is because they don't work beside us. The problem isn't. They what? Them, they don't. We don't work beside them. It's, the problem is them. Oh no, we, they know we, us. We, oh, they know us well. They know us real well. We need to be in position. I guess our ancestors. They didn't die for us to vote. They died for us to, to be equal. For us to have an opportunity to be in these, these places and these positions to make calls and make choices instead of them making choices and calls for us. So we don't get to that point by saying, okay, um, well. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Barack to make this call. You know what? We need to raise our own little presidents starting here. And, and instead of teaching our kids, well, you know what? Go to school, get a, get a good education, and get a job. Listen, go to school, get your education. But after you're done with that, we need to work on figuring out how you build these numbers. Listen, we're going to do some different things. You're not just going to go pick up that ball and run this, this, this track, or you're not just going to go sing that but song. But that would work if black different. folks would support black folks. That's, but that's my point. The issue we got a lot is of black vendors, black attorneys, black doctors, black lawyers, <clears throat> and it's hard-pressed to get a black person to support another black person yes, because we've been absolutely. brainwashed in this country Correct. to believe that's that right. we're substandard, we're subservient, and that, so we that, that the black attorney is as good as a Caucasian That's attorney or a <laughs> Jewish attorney. But we tell you, your children to go to school and get these degrees, and then you don't even get people to support them after they get this education to get these professions. Um, Talib, I see you. You're chomping at the bit. Come on. Come I agree with I agree with majority of what you said, just about the equal part. And that thing always kind of gets me because I'm like, why do we? Why are they the measure to be equal to? Exactly. Thank you. Right. Exactly. I don't want to know what to do. Thank you, because I, exactly. I, I, that is right. Because ah. when you're talking about, and yeah. always, Oof. when you're talking about being why part of the mm. original people of the planet, mm. how can you? And these are essentially like 
kids mm. in mm. comparison, mm. then why mm. do I have to work twice as hard to mm. be like a child? Exactly. Yes. You know, why can't it's I set up my own institutions? Why mm. can't I set up my there own things, build my own quote unquote empire, and then thrive with that? And then you can have like your, your say it's just like departments like governments. You have your army, you got your, mm. your banks, you got your mm. X, Y, and Z, and you have your own nation within mm. a nation to be able to now say, all right, well, there is no begging, there is no um, talking to, this is what it's gonna be. And to the point about the voting, it's interesting because um, Kwame Torre actually <laughs> said, uh, and this is a man that was working with King, this yes. is a man that was walking and shed his blood. Mm -hmm. He had, in several interviews, he said, my ancestors didn't die for us to vote. You know, mm -hmm. my ancestors, we, we got our behinds whipped down there. And, I'm, and he didn't even vote. I think he was in Guinea somewhere. That's right. You know, and he talked about the fact that it's the, your, the ancestors did what they had to do so that they can advance liberation movement for our people, mm. to have the choice, to be able to set up and build our own things. And with the whole reparations talking back to the hearing, do you really expect, it's just like a ball player that comes out of an environment that's toxic, that has no political consciousness, mm. that has no cultural consciousness or understanding of where, he, uh, where he's come from, giving him about $20 million, and, and then expecting him, him to, be, yeah. to build nations and build <laughs> yes. schools Listen, and all these on, things. Yeah, you know, exactly. you have to, if Fred Hampton teacher. once said, you have to have, there's no liberation without education. Yes. Yes. Right. So you have to be able to educate the people and educate our youth. And this is where you have rites of passage. This is where you have mm -hmm. institutionalized things. That way, when you have the generation that comes after us, they already know culturally where they stand. Mm -hmm. They know that certain things you're not supposed to do and certain things that you do do. What is expected of you as a man? What is Absolutely. expected of you so as a woman? So then think about that, you know? Because these are the people that represent us on the bigger stage, that, that, that are seen in terms of, well, this is what the culture looks like. The same people who are very interested in, in mind. Because we, that's again, what he's saying. That's, that's, that's the basic point. In, that's in the problem. our age bracket, we experienced some of those things. We were too young to participate, mm -hmm. but we experienced some of those things. Mm -hmm. And so now we've learned from, from what we were seeing. We saw and, the rise and, and, exactly. up. Our parents but now, <laughs> and so we're fired up, and we're taking in this knowledge, and we're waiting for our turn. But it never came. You know what I mean? It's so, so simple. It's, 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 that, that knowledge oh has my been gosh, lost. Man, that in, was... in, in, in the course, by the time it got to your generation, I mean, a lot of, I'm not knocking you guys as, you know, age group or whatnot. See, a lot of that political and, 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 and things of that nature, y'all have no clue about. Agreed. Again, Agreed. we're more active in it because, you know, so we were there during this transitional period. Yes. And, and, our, and our parents. And our, and our, and parents, our parents were more active, you know, uh, uh, in the communities, uh, 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 with the uh, movement, if you will, or our liberation, or, or whatever the case may be. And, and, and so, like I said, we were waiting for our turn to keep this movement, this thing going, and the elders... They got comfortable with what they did. Yeah, they got comfortable in their They places. got the mule and, and kept they the mule and wouldn't share for the acre, I'm gonna say 40 acres. 40. <laughs> for the 40. acre, you know what I mean, of, of land. And, and like I said, so, and they didn't share the wealth I liken it to, because I talked to my mother who's 70, we had a great relationship. I liken it to this, and this kind of simplifies it. Praying, right? I always say, my mother says, you got to pray, baby. You got to pray. You got to pray. I'm like, mom, you're right. Prayer is impossible. But after I'm done praying, then what? 
It's the simple thing. What they're talking about is our, our, our elders, they prayed, and I'm, it's, we absolutely need prayer. But my generation wants to know, okay, Ma, well, we finished praying now. Can we get up off our knees and go do something? All right. You know, in the African slave narratives, the one woman stated, she said that the only, they realized that once they were, you know, set free, the problem was, what are we going to do now? Exactly. You know, and I think that that's where we are as a people is that yeah. once we understand, um, first of all, we have to be able to understand freedom, but we're so afraid of what we're going to do with that freedom once we're truly liberated. And you have to Because want right now, and yes. I say this because I have to really get there, we're not truly liberated. Mm. That's true. And we're not truly liberated until we start to build what's called our own nation. Mm. We have to be our own nation. So when you talk about, you know, voting, and you said that you, when you go ahead to the voting polls, we're not saying to not vote, right? But we're saying that you shouldn't vote for anybody that you don't agree with. You should put your own name and say, hey, this I'm voting for the people in my nation. I don't care if I write Attorney Talib Saber's name down, and that's who I decided I want to choose. Because we have to learn how the only people that are not recognized as a nation yes. is us. Yes. The Native Americans are getting their reparations and all of these reparation groups because they're considered their own nation. Right. We as a people have to realize that and say, hey, wait a minute. There is some type of uh, 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 legal status to these things here. They're not just talking out there, they're, 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 they're back the end of their uh, whatever, you know. They're really making a concrete point that you have to be labeled as a nation. So when you look at this study and this hearing, what the white man and what Congress has said is that we refuse to look at you as a nation. We refuse to know and to respect the fact that you are your own nation of people. And that is because it goes back to what the relations were internationally, the treaties that were signed, or when we talk about these things in the United States Constitution. When you have to, you cannot dismiss, reparations is about a number of things. You, it's about number one, let's break this constitution down. Let's see what we're really labeled as. I know what I'm labeled as. I'm not labeled as no chattel. Break it down. Okay, I'm nobody's chattel. Okay, so, so, and I'm more than three-fifths of a person. So we gotta really get back to the, to the, to the constitution and the law of the land and see whether, whether or not this is what we, 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 do we honor this? Do we respect this? Are we considered now a human being that is worthy of being respected as our own nation? Well, guys, wait a minute. Now you hear this thing called black nationalism. People get so afraid of black nationalism, pan-Africanism. They get afraid. They want to run away from it. Black nationalism, stare black nationalism in the face because what it's saying to you is that guess what? I need you to repay me because we are our own nation. Okay. We're just like the Indian nation. If you're going to pay them because they are tribal and this is tribal land, well, God damn it, this is our land too. And therefore, we have a right and the right to the same type of compensation that you gave them because we are a black nation. And now I'm going to say this and we're going to jump on a break because that was my issue. The Jews went to the Nuremberg trials, but they were not a nation. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We're going to come on up inside that break talking about nations. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Yeah, we're back. We had a real, real good one real quick. Ronald Lortu is going to jump in here with this. Ronald Lortu. 
Well, I think everyone has been uh, making great points. And the, and the thing is, sister, um, we are docile people. We are asleep and we are comfortable in being that mm. way. And when we don't mm. know history That's and we think the equality, the standard is the people who, who have oppressed us, you know, we, we are, we're, we're lost. And I mean, I for one, you know, believe in being separated. I know some people, we're, we're, we're afraid of that. We're afraid of doing things on our own. But you look mm. at Tulsa, Oklahoma, Durham, North Carolina, and things we were able to do, we can still do these things. Like Wall we Street, need, come on. Exactly. We need to start looking at ourselves, mm. understanding thyself, knowing who we are, where we come from. That's why history is so important because we are repeating these things. And we have been programmed by the television from what these people are, are enforcing on us. Hold on, that, say that again. Television. They've been programmed by the television from everything that we absorb from, from, from being in this society. So we do have different, and not knocking on anybody's anything, but we separate ourselves because of religion, which is huge. Mm -hmm. We don't understand. One, one white lady asked me about, oh, are you, why are you a Christian and you don't believe in this? I said, I said what do you believe in? I said, African spirituality. That's the first thing that came in my head. And we separate ourselves because of religion, who has education, who doesn't, you know, economics, finance, sexuality. Mm -hmm. We we are we are hurting ourselves. There, there there's 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 the attack from 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 enemy number one. And the reason why we're gonna keep chewing on the cud for the next two hundred years mm. talking about this and yes. being reactive wow. people. Mm. Oh, why don't we get this? Let's talk Pro about activity. this study. Let's talk about that. These people have studied us from day one. They know us better than we know ourselves. So we're gonna keep talking about these studies and now I've been knowing who we are. To, to really uh, grow and grow and progress. So you know, while we're we're still being reactive and not being proactive, mm. we, we're we're just kind of stuck in the in the in the same in the same uh, uh, right, situations right. over and over mm -hmm. again. And some of us just, you know, it's so sad because people who are on a, you know economically lower 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 economics or lower vibrating, they they don't care, they they really don't care. So we have issues from coming from outside the community and also within the community. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that we have to do within ourselves. We need to repair ourselves, yes. first and, and I, foremost. And, and I think that's the disconnect. You say that they don't care. And it's not that they don't care, they're hungry. And, right. they, and, and, and some of them might be. Wanna, so, and some of those soldiers might be hungry. And the thing is, yeah. just like yes. I love your, your fire system, we need to be more Dessaline-like. We have lost our way. Absolutely. We have gotten so comfortable with, with, with this swine that they keep feeding us mm. and we're okay, we're getting fat off of it. Yes, and we're yes, all right yes. with that. Oh, I got mine. I got mine. Well, I got my job. I got mine. We have no sense of community. I was so, uh, a couple, last weekend met uh, Dr. Jerome Fox, who wrote the book, um, uh, ah, forgetting the main, uh, like basically, uh, In League with Your Oppressor, uh, Addicted to White. Yeah. In League with Your uh, Oppressed, In League with the Oppressor. And um, one of the, the white values is competition over collaboration. We are people who work together. So yeah, you may have a group like, you know, uh, well, you know, ADOS and we have other groups, but we want to separate ourselves from that. We are nothing, we become nothing but crabs in a barrel because yes. this, is, this, is, this is what we have here. So this is the best solution for, for everybody. And this is what we have here. It's a multi-pronged attack. We have to understand that. We, we do have to be very militant way. We have to be spooks. We yes. have to learn from the system and then go within and attack it. Absolutely. You know, but, but so many, it's so, so much pride. So this, this, oh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. But, yeah. but I just want to say the complacency that you're talking about is a complacency with a larger picture. It's a complacency with white supremacy. We are be complacent with a system, right? Designed to what? To oppress us. Yeah. So check this we're, out. We're, we're complacent with that system. And it is time that we have to understand that with this reparations form, we've already addressed, we already have standing. 
number one, right? Mm -hmm. We already addressed the injury, number mm -hmm. two, yeah. all right? We've all, we're at the point where we're talking about redressability, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and damages. We, we, this is where we're at. We already know causation. We have the, so we've already attacked on a legal spectrum all the variables that gets us to a place where we're no longer studying this. We're at a legal point now of, of what? Of compensation, redress, of economic, provide the dividends, right? Let's figure out because we have known cases from the slave narratives. If you go down and dissect every slave narrative and you look at their descendants, their descendants are actually living. These are actual victims that are descendants from African slaves. That can be proven. So if we have that and we know who these people are, we've identified our claimants. So now where do we go? We need someone to be able to say, hey, wait a minute. Let's talk about this injury. Let's get this. We have causation. We have re Now let's talk about redressability and economic damages. And this is why H.R. 40 was basically just trying to study not so much that it was due. But I did understand H.R. 40 on the premise of addressing redressability. Because it seemed like what H.R. 40 was pushing was not so much the vision of we need reparations. Mm -hmm. But it was trying to address the, the recovery issue. How are we going to do it? But I think it could have been better delivered in regards to that redress. I agree. When you said slave narratives, I'm going to let, I'm going to let Kev jump in here. Um, slave narratives. Um, my great-grandfather is listed on there. Ruby Pickens Tart wrote a book called uh, Towing the Lead, Towing Lead Row. His name is Josh Horn. Oh, wow. I remember Josh Horn. He was a yes. storyteller. Old Guinea Jim. And his master was named Isaac Horn. He said that he remembers last time seeing his mom when he was about six years old. He remembers seeing his father being drugged to death and then animals eating his flesh. Yeah, I remember that. So when yeah. I saw that, it did something to me. It made me really, really just... Now, we were fortunate because he um, had received over 300-something acres of land in Livingston, Alabama. That's because they thought that he was a good guy and also he had 17 children. Um, but the bottom line was, what did he have to go through? He talked about how he had to shoot coons and, and you know, feed themselves. People think that the slave masters actually fed you. You know, we, all, we always told that they feed. He said, yeah, go out there and find your own food. Right. And then you only had a couple rounds to go. And, and they weren't concerned about you killing them because they were all the Negroes that were going to tell on you if you mm. came too close to where they were. You won't go out there and shoot that coon. And talking about having catching different animals and different um, shooting birds out of the air and, and preparing it for meat and stews like that made me angry. I'm telling you, angry, angry. I was thankful that he was alive yes. long enough to get that story out. Yes, and he yes, I should. And then, and then his his one of my aunts, um, Carrie, sang because they got her because she was up in the mountains and so she sang. Mm. But I'm thinking about how many other brothers and sisters of mine. Too many don't know the lineage. AfricanAncestry.com, Dr. Gina, we're going to have her here one day because when they talk about trying to figure out the blood quantum, that she has the most comprehensive DNA catalog in the world, over 30,000, gets you right down to your tribe. Not Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com gets 2,000, but Ancestry.com also gives your DNA away to all the companies, too. They don't destroy it. Right. Remember we talked about I heard about that. And 23 and me. Oh, yeah. Because I asked, I said, what are you going to do with it? Oh, right. we destroyed. I said, how do you know? Why can't you send it back to me? Oh, no. Yes, why can't you send it back to me? I can destroy my own DNA. Right. Oh, we went back and forth 
on the floor. We go back and right. forth on the right. phone. I mean, right. I don't fail. But, I went but, through, could have went through the phone with it. But yeah. then watch this. This delegate in Baltimore who's arguing the case because there were, I forgot how many cold cases that were solved in this area because of DNA that was collected from relatives that donated to Ancestry.com. Now, to me, that would be a violation of your Fifth Amendment right. Um, and in the military, we call it uh, Article 31, compulsory self-incrimination prohibited. So it's like you're getting collecting something from me indirectly, and you're using it to incriminate me. So I think there is a constitutional claim against that. You know, I, I mean, I'm sorry that people, family members die and stuff, but what if that was a black man? That's what I tell. I told him, I said, uh-uh, you're not giving your DNA to anybody because no, 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 no. You know, I tell all black men and black women, do not. So, yeah. um, right. Kevin? Yeah, well, I just want, I'm definitely for the reparations. You know, I think that we all need reparations. Um, uh, we like in the richest um, county, PG County, the black wealthiest county in the United oh States. God. So one problem is that I think there's a lot of black people in this area that are, you know, seeing a little bit of success with the government, six-figure jobs and so mm -hmm. forth. So we kind of overlook mm -hmm. the problem, you know, in the rest of the United States. So that's a big major thing because you have a lot of people, I don't care, like you say, I got mine, I got mine, I ain't worried about them. And that's a big problem. I was looking at the um, Democratic um, debate the other night, and um, they were, uh, Marianne Williamson, I think mm -hmm. that's her name, she had spoke of reparations. <laughs> and she, uh, Kamala her, she cut in and said that she was the only one qualified to speak for uh, yeah, don't right. uh, reparations. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, she basically danced around that and went into busing or something like that. And I'm LBGTQ. like, you know. LBGTQ. Mm. Yeah, yes, and I mean, you know, people now pressing for um, LGBTQ reparations and forgot about us. And she, somebody, had, I forgot who it was, they had spoke about um, health care um, um, with the immigrants, illegal immigrants, and they were speaking of $1.3 trillion that they were talking about allocating, and I'm like, that's about our reparations right and there. And free. Yeah. yeah. They're going to do yeah. free health care. They kept showing the pictures. Yeah. Of, I'm, I'm going to say this, we're going to kind of tie this down. Mm -hmm. um, man, it's just not enough time. They, had, they kept showing this picture. I was up at the VA hospital the other day, and they kept showing a picture of the, the man and his child, and they were oh, in the water. Yeah. And they, yes. And so yes. someone got upset me said they thought I was a cold, callous killer. Well, that's part of that. I'm not cold and callous. I'm just like that. The rest of it, uh, okay. So. But. That's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, I don't care. Sarah Princess said, Oh, how can you say that? I said, I can say that because I want to see on the picture the young man that got shot the other week who was still looking for his murder. Right. I want to see the sisters <coughs> whose bodies are found dead with the organs missing out mm, there. Right. So I want to see the schools in Baltimore that don't have heat. That's why I don't have air. I yes. want to see that. That's right. I want to see the black men that keep getting locked up. I want right. to see yes. the police officer who just kept shooting that girl on the ground. Mm -hmm. She was dead. And then they said that they couldn't determine whether she was pregnant or not. She said she was pregnant. Now they said yeah, we don't she's, know whether yeah. she was pregnant or not. Yeah. But she was in Say this. I want to see that on TV. Mm -hmm. I want to see you have that type of empathy. So until you say that, first of all, there's a way to get here legally. You don't see bolos right. of Africans coming here. And if they were, I'm going to tell you what they did. And you can attest to this too. Back in the 80s, what they do when the Haitians were trying they to get here? Right they, they turned them right around. They sent them back to the right around. See, they used military personnel. Hmm. Yes, indeed they did. Sailors, the Marines, white. Coast Guard. So the white Cubans. But the Cubans were able to come. 
I have friends to this day that have nightmares about the people that they had to send back and knew that they didn't get back. We're going to mm. take it around the table. You can say where you're from, how you can find and get contact with you. And Amy, let's know about the rest of your best for tomorrow. One more time. Go ahead. All right. So um, Talib Sabra, attorney, activist, and filmmaker. Uh, my office is based in Greenbelt. Uh, I practice education law, civil rights, human rights, um, personal injury. Uh, and you can www.thesaberfirm.com. Spell uh, that for them. T-H-E-S-A-B-E-R, B as in boy, E-R, F-I-R-M as in Mary, dot com. Um, yeah, and I'm on the social media, so you can just type my name in, T-A-A-L-I-B-S-A-B-E-R. All right, hi, I'm um, Roz Mickens, and uh, the, I guess the best way to reach me is through Twitter. Uh, I'm on there often. It's uh, under Roslyn, R-O-S-L-Y-N, Mickens, M-I-C-K-E-N-S. Um, so it's at Roslyn Mickens. And that's probably the best way to reach me. Uh, my name is uh, Shirley Stewart. Um, I have a website called meetshirleystewart.com. Shirley's an electrician. And I'm also an uh, electrical contractor, master electrician. All right, I say. And just so you all know, uh, as I told Twyla, I've been out here for a long time on this trail. First of all, I'd like to thank Twyla for inviting us to the show today. That was remarkable. Thank you. Um, one way to reach, reach the movement for black power, you can visit, um, actually you can just email me at movetogether uh, move at yahoo.com. Um, we will definitely put you in um, uh, touch with uh, someone to invite you out to our meetings that are held every week on Tuesdays. We would love to have you guys out. But um, for this reparations forum, okay, this hearing again is going to be July 1st at 1 o'clock. We invite everyone to be there. But in addition to this hearing, we're also going to McConnell's house, all right, for the statements that he's made against reparations, stating that you're not entitled to reparations, you're not going to get reparations. Well, we'll address you at your doorstep, all right. It is time that we stop, you know, we come together in, in a unified front to address, all right, these, these, these injuries. We have to make it public. There's no need to hide anymore, okay, behind reparations. Also, one other thing I wanted to say in regards to DNA is DNA, they already have our DNA. They had it at the time that they pulled your umbilical cord, all right? So the, you have to understand the government in which you live is a secret force. This is a veil that you ain't ready. They are so sophisticated in what they have. They're just not telling you everything. You know what? So when we go ahead and you get your DNA done, don't be afraid of getting your DNA done because you have a right to know where you come from and what people you come from, and that history is right there. They can't do anything that they haven't done already with our DNA. Okay, my name is Kevin Moody. The best way to reach me is on Facebook. Kevin Moody. Okay, and we go Moody Brown, not on social media, one of the one million members. Check us out, one million.com. Grace, homie.